Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 125 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. Okay, I've got to give a shout out to Doug McKibben, who's doing my Photoshop course at the moment, and he's posted his first magazine cover on the Facebook group. He'll have no trouble selling them the way he did that. It was looked really good. Okay, let's move on. This week, I'm going to explain what exposure bracketing and focus stacking are and how to use them. So let's get started with exposure bracketing. Now, there's going to be lots of times when you take a photo and the shadows have no detail in them. So you adjust your settings to get more detail in the darker areas and the rest of the image is totally blown out and overexposed. Now, to capture all the details, you can use exposure bracketing. It allows you to take three photos, one with the light meter balanced at zero, right in the middle, another with the meter at minus one, and a third at plus one. Now, I've done plus one and minus one because that's what I use whenever I do it, but you might need more or you might need less. You could do a third of a stop, not one stop. You could do two stops, three stops. Some cameras go up to seven, whatever. I don't know what they go to now. But generally, I do it at plus one and minus one. So again, it allows you to take three photographs, one at zero on the light meter, one at minus one, and one at plus one. So you'll get a photo in which the majority of the frame is perfectly lit. That's the one you'll have at zero. And that's the reason you're using bracketing because that one has an area that's underexposed and very dark. The next one is going to be dark and underexposed. That's the one at minus one. And the one at plus one will be overexposed and have too much light. Now for bracketing, you really need to use a tripod. Hand holding would be an absolute nightmare. So... Back in the film days, back in the days before digital, when you were using a film camera, you had no rear LCD screen and you couldn't see what the image was going to look like. You just had to wait to see the results later when the film was processed. If you mailed your film out, it could be two, three weeks before you got it back. Because of this, you had to make sure that you didn't make any mistakes. It was a kind of insurance for professional photographers. Imagine shooting a portrait session or even a wedding and not being sure if you exposed the photos properly. In today's digital world, when you're bracketing, the images are used differently. We're not looking for one correct photo. Well, we are. We use all three of those photos to create one, though. We end up with one, just the same as you do with film, but you're going to use all of the three that you took at different exposures to produce a perfect image. Okay, so when would you use it? Now, landscape photographers use bracketing to great effect. It wouldn't be much use for any photo of a moving subject or even a portrait where there's a slight chance that the subject could move while the three photos are being taken. So you really want to think about this before you use it. So you really want something that's still. Now, I got thinking about exposure bracketing after a Facebook group post by David Bruce Kachuk or Cowchuck. I'm sorry if I butchered your name, David, but I'm not the best. Now, he shoots a lot of real estate, and he mentioned that he brackets instead of using flash. Now, Photoshop and Lightroom are so good at creating one image from multiple, I had to look into it. So the images that David produces are HDR, and that stands for High Dynamic Range. You might have seen some HDR images that are massively oversaturated, like pictures of New York at night or whatever, and the sky is super blue. Everything's just too much. Now, I'm not a big fan of oversaturated images. 
but David took regular-looking clean photos that are HDR. He just didn't go too far with it. So I checked out the HDR feature in Lightroom, which I hadn't used before, because every time I look at the three letters HDR, I always think about these oversaturated images. Now, I have to say it was the easiest HDR image I've ever made. I've tried in the past and there was a lot of messing around, but now it's just automated and it's so simple. You just highlight the three images, overexposed, underexposed, and just right. It's like the three bears, isn't it? You click on photo in the top menu, then you click on photo merge, and then HDR, and then Lightroom does its stuff. After that, I just did a a little bit of editing just to make it look a little bit better but nothing major. It was very simple. Now, if I was going to start shooting real estate again today, I would definitely use this method because back in the day, and I've talked about it, that you need to use flash. And now I am saying you don't need to. Some, Some cases maybe, but back in the day, I would use flash for fill lighting, just to light up dark areas of a room. The setup for every image was very time consuming. Plus, you have to carry all your lighting equipment, your stands, your flashes, so you've got a bag there with all sorts. you just got to carry all this around with you all the time. So if I was going to be shooting real estate or bars or restaurants, exposure bracketing is the way that I would go. It is so simple now, and they look great. They look very, very professional. Okay, so let's have a look at focus stacking. This is a way to use multiple images to make sure everything in the frame is in focus. Again, this really needs to be done on a tripod, although I do use this technique to shoot macro handheld. So when would you use it? Now, a landscape photographer would use focus stacking to get everything in focus because if they used a small aperture like, say, f16, there might be some areas in the image that are distorted or a little soft-focused around the edges. Now, this can happen with quite a few lenses. And when you get to f16, f18, f20, you'll see the softness and the distortion. They're not at the best at that f-stop. So by using this method, you can take multiple images that are focused on different points in the frame. And that will allow you to use, say, f8 or f11, where the image is going to be a lot sharper. Now, for macro... The depth of field is so small that you have to use multiple shots to get an insect's body that might only be two or three millimeters deep into focus. The depth of field is like a thickness of a piece of paper sometimes. Uh, You're probably wondering why macro can be done handheld. Well, Photoshop has the ability to align images and merge them. And generally when you're taking a picture of an insect, you're probably only, your lens is only an inch away from them and you've got to really steady it. So it's, you know, it, it works. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does. It's very hit and miss macro. So for landscape and architecture photography, you need to use a tripod. You have to. So let's go through taking a landscape photo. In front of you, there's a stream with a small waterfall. To the left, 200 feet further into the frame, there are some trees and an old barn. And way off in the background, there's a range of mountains. You want to get the stream and everything in the frame in sharp focus. If you use F16, you know that the immediate foreground, the stream, would be soft and out of focus. So you choose F11 and take three photos with focus points on the stream, another picture with the focus point on the barn, and another one with the focus on the mountains in the background. The camera should not be moved. 
while the photos are being taken and the f-stop should not be changed or any of the other settings. In Photoshop, you highlight your three images and you click on Auto Align and it brings them all into alignment and then you use a thing called Auto Merge that turns them into one image. Now the final image is made up of all the in-focus parts from the three photos. Photoshop does all this work for you and it is so easy. It really is very easy. In fact, there's a section in my Photoshop course on photo stacking. So it's not a massive video. It's very simple to do and it can be used in multiple different situations. Okay, let's look at focus stacking and exposure compensation used together. Okay, so using the focus stacking example with the stream, the barn and the mountains, you would make three photos focused on the stream, one with the light meter at zero, one at minus one and one at plus one. Then you would do three photos focused on the barn at zero, minus one and plus one, and then the same for the mountains in the background, another three photos. So you have nine photos in all. You would merge each group of three photos together, leaving you with three images. So you merge the the three focused on the stream and you would merge the three that are focused on the barn. Then you would merge the three that are focused on the mountains. Then you would stack them together to create one perfectly focused image with detail everywhere. So you've taken nine down to three, down to one. Now, this is not my idea of fun. I've never tried it, but if you want to complicate your photography, go for it. Now, while I was writing this, I came across what is possibly the best photo of the moon I have ever seen. I'll try and repost it in, uh, I'll try and do it on the Facebook group, actually. The detail was just incredible. The photographer is called Daya Kawa. Now, he's uh, from Iraq. He's a Kurd from Iraq. He took 231,000 photos and spent three weeks processing and stacking them. And that worked out to 313 gigabytes of data. Now, the final image was made up of 77 panels, 77 panels that consisted of 3,000 photos in each panel. Before you get your calculator out, 77 times 3,000 does equal 231,000, which is just, it's absolutely wild what he did. I think he used a small telescope and some special fitting for his camera, but his camera wasn't anything special. I know that. So next time you've got 200 photos to edit, don't complain. Think about Mr. Kawa editing 231,000 pics of the moon. It is incredible, really incredible. Right, that is exposure bracketing and focus stacking. If you've got any questions, you can find me in the Facebook group or through Facebook Messenger. If you need help with Photoshop, my course is available over at photographysidehustle.com. And like I said, there's a section on focus stacking plus lots of other stuff that'll help you make money. Okay, I'll be back next week with a camera bag full of waffle. Talk to you soon. Bye.